Good morning. <clears throat> Before we begin, I'd like to wish you all a happy, healthy, and prosperous New Year. Uh, over the past weeks, there's been much speculation over the futures of Pat Shermer and myself. Every day is a job interview in this industry, and we accept that. So I understand the question of why was Pat dismissed and I was not. Just to be clear, there were substantive discussions between myself and ownership regarding my job performance and vision moving forward over the past two weeks. So John and Steve made their decisions, and here I stand. And before we go any further, I just want to be clear, Pat Shermer is as fine a man as I've ever worked with. There are many reasons why the New York football giants are in the current state, and I take my share of culpability. As John said yesterday, I have had misses. <clears throat> However, given where we started in December 17, we've made progress in many areas on and off the field that we are encouraged by and see as a sound foundation for the team to come. And finally, one more point before I take questions. The person in this position must be willing to make tough decisions, and I, and I have certainly showed the willingness to do so. However, be assured, no decision is made in a vacuum. We believe in collaboration among ownership, coaching, and personnel. And with that, I will take questions. So Dave, what, what is the state of the franchise? Is it about now? Is it about the future? Is it about patience? Is it about urgency? Where, okay. do, where do we look? Where do we look for that? All right. The, 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 we feel like we've addressed. When I came here, I had two major goals. All right. Number one was to find the quarterback, and I really believe we've done that. Daniel had a terrific year. Came on, did some great things, and we have, see great things for him in the future. All right. The second thing. Reason, second accomplishment I, I had as my goal was to set this, found this, excuse me, set the team up for sustained success. So over time, since I got here, we have regenerated, we have rebooted, so to speak, and done a lot of things behind the scenes that needed to be done. Uh, John alluded to them yesterday. Um, we've completely redone our scouting situation, our per, how we look at college personnel, how we look at pro personnel. We have, we're in the process of, we've hired four computer folks, uh, uh, software, and we are completely redoing our back end of our college and pro scouting systems. Uh, as John alluded to yesterday, we've hired a, a full-time uh, clinician. We're doing a lot of things behind the scenes, and because, you know, in terms of being forward thinking, Bruce, you know, it was, we've also have been the last two years ramping up the analytic and technology piece. So it's, you know, that's where we're going. And I know that sometimes it's, it's difficult, you know, we, the instant gratification piece, but that's where we're going. And, and I really feel good, I feel good about you know, the, the direction we're headed. Okay, but I don't think well, 
I know previously you spoke to uh, a team employee about the Leonard Williams trade. Can you just talk about the thought process of trading a top 70 pick and multiple other draft picks to bring Williams in when he was going to be a free agent at the end of the year? Okay, we, you know, basically it was a, you know, it was a three and a five. Okay, if we sign him, it moves up to a four. All right. The thought process was, I really believe that as, as much as the style of play evolves, there are th basic truths. You have to run the ball, you have to stop the run, you have to rush the passer. If, you, if you're seriously deficient in, in any one of those three areas, it makes it tough. It's going to be tough sledding. By bringing in Leonard, we, you know, we looked at it, you know, we obviously evaluated the film. By bringing him in, we felt he could be a disruptive force inside. And he has been. He has been. Well, you know, that's, that's hypothetical. That's, I understand what you're saying. I really do. But, it, you know, the, the, at the end of the day, we felt good about him. He did what we wanted him to do. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, and he wants to be here. So I'll, 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 what's that? Why not wait until free because now we know. Now we know what we have, and we're willing to do that, Jordan. in order to get that information. We exactly. We felt we needed him. Okay. I mean, you know, again, it, it's we felt good about it, and and we feel, uh, and he proven he's he's disruptive in there. He improved our pass, our rushing defense, with him in there, and he was. He buzzes around the quarterback. We just get, get him to finish now. But bottom line is, we felt it was worth the deal. The juice was worth the squeeze. You have said a few times um, when you've talked to us about how you believe in Eli Manning. It was not a mirage. You said he had several years left, you thought. Now, looking back, was it wise to devote $23 million in cap space to a player who was given such a short lease that he only played two games? So and then he was a backup and a mentor, but a lot of money to a guy who was. Go were you blindsided that it was only going to be two games? And if so, would you have done that differently? I, here's what I would say, Paul. Okay, we really believed in Daniel. We didn't know he'd come that fast. You know, again, you're talking about the kid that played at Duke, okay, in the ACC, and like I said, we had taken him at six. We didn't blink. All right, I, we just didn't realize he'd come that fast. And at the end of the day, it was time. It was time. You know, uh, Eli was great with him. He was, you know, who, who better to learn from and who better to have his back? And Eli's a pro's pro. And a big piece of being the, being the head coach being the quarterback, the general manager of the New York Football Giants, is speaking with you folks and getting the message to our fans. That's a big piece of it. And that's another reason Daniel, you know, who better for Daniel to learn from than Eli Manning? So, so to answer your question, you no, know, we're fine with it. Dave. Any regrets over the Odell trade? And if not, why not? Well, you know, really and truly, Steve, you know, we're not going to know about that trade for two years. You know, two rookies. And, he, and, he, and again, Jabril's only in his third year. So we're really not going to be able to evaluate that trade in two years. 
you come back in two years and hopefully I'm standing here, we can have that conversation. Yeah, I'm being honest. I mean, it's, 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 it's really, you got to wait. You know, people immediately want to, you know, Roman, Roman Forum, thumbs up, thumbs down. Okay, right now I'm, we're excited about Dexter Lawrence and O'Shane and Jabril. We're going to find out. David, 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 how do no. you feel like you have to sign him though? Because otherwise, you get those two picks go for just the information that you then can't use. Say that again, Jordan. I'm sorry. How much do you feel like you have to sign him now? Because let's say he he tests the market and you try and sign him and he signed elsewhere. Then you traded two picks for the information you wanted to use it, and you still weren't able to use it. And and if we and if we hold our water, we'll get a third round comp. I, yes. I understand that, that you know changes had to be Excuse made. Me? I understand changes had to be made when you first came in here, but they were made at a rapid pace. Looking back, do you think that maybe you know the process was a little too quickly because it upset whatever continuity that you maybe wanted to keep in the locker room and upset the chemistry? No, I don't feel that way at all, Patty. I, I we had a culture issue that was well documented, and changes had to be made. You, you had you had an operation that hadn't won that had one winning season since 2012, and that you know the definition of insanity. So, um, no, to answer your question. Is how you can justify a recommitment. To I'm analytics. sorry. How, how do you rationalize the recommitment to analytics when the night after you drafted Saquon Barkley you mocked the well, concept? Well, here's what I would say to you about that, and that and, that, and that's really, I mean, I did that kidding around, you, you, you turn around and you learn very quickly. Uh, I learned, there's no throwaway lines here. You know, you guys will take anything and, and, and you know, do that. And I, and I understand that, I truly do. But here's what I would say to you about that, okay? <clears throat> In terms of the analytics and devaluing the running back and this and that, Saquon's special. And, I, and that's what I should have said. Saquon's special, he's an outlier. So, you know, it's, it's not, uh, you know, we are, we are committed to being forward thinking. We're committed to being the best in every area. And we have made a, we are making a determined effort to move that way. And we have, we have a, you know, we've, we're in, in the process of that process. You traded Odell. We asked you why you didn't call the 49ers and you said, Whoever picks up the phone to make the phone call gives up leverage. The 49ers, I was in, I talked to the 49ers. Right, I don't know what you're talking you about. You didn't shop around for a better offer than Brown. That you was said, you, should, you said you don't pick up, whoever picks up the phone to make the call. Generally speaking. Leverage. But you picked up, in your in-house interview, you said you picked up the phone to call the Jets for Leonard Williams. You initiated the conversation. Yes, because I heard, because I heard rumors. I'd heard rumors. That he that he was available, so I called to ask. I'm reading, you know, I called Joe. I said, "Hey, Joe, I'm reading all over the place. He's available." So I called. Did you feel, so my question was going to be: Did you feel like you lost leverage by doing that? I felt we got fair trade value. It's not about when you're in the trade business, moving up, moving down, whatever. It's it's 
you want to get to a win-win, Brian. You know, it's, it's you know, it, people aren't going to let you, most people are, are savvy enough where they're, they're uh, you know, it's going to have to be fair. Kind of a bottom line, kind of a bottom line question, just, just <laughs> this is a, really the big picture question. Yesterday, John Mara said, he expects results, more results, better results in 2020. He thinks the team should be better, will be better. How close is this team right now to being a playoff contender in your mind? You know, it, it, it's, it all depends upon how quickly the puppies come along. We got a lot of young kids. We led the league in snaps by rookies. It, 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 a big part of it is how quickly they come. the coaching process now and moving on to hiring a coach. Obviously, you're looking at college and pro guys or what have you. What are some of the benefits of a college coach? And because they tend to handle both duties, being a GM technically and also a coach, how is that dynamic when you're interviewing guys that are coming from the collegiate level? Well, one of the things that, that, I, that I find interesting is we are getting younger and younger players in the league. These, these kids were drafting a 21 years old. They've been, in a, they've been in college for three years. Heck, in Carolina, I drafted two kids that were 20 years old. The uh, Edmonds kid that Buffalo drafted was 19. You know, it's, you're drafting a younger kid. So the, the, to, to take a college coach now, it, it, you know, he, I think he'd have that advantage of you know having been connected to these college kids for so long, understanding the culture and what they're at, what they're about, and where they're at, you know. So I, I appreciate that. As far as him being the GM, because obviously he's got his recruiting war room and he's the one doing that. You know, it, it, it's a collaborative process. Everything is a collaborative process. This is a this is a monster up here. You, anybody who's doing it on their own, it, it's it's difficult. And, you know, I would say to anybody, any college coach that we can talk to, that I'm here to help him. One of the things that, that, I'll, that, I'll, that I'll tell you is, you know, we're all support staff. We really, truly are. There's been some speculation that uh, there may be some coaching candidates who might not want to work with you in your situation, not knowing whether you have ownership support for multiple years. Is that something you've heard at all? Do you have any concerns that there may be candidates who will say no? You know, I, 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 I don't understand the notion that I'm tough to work with. Um, I think it'd be from people who don't know me. Um, obviously, as we move forward in the coaching search, it's the dating game. And th there'll be that opportunity for them to look me in the eye and say, hey, Dave, what up? So, you know, it's, it's, I, I don't understand that. I really don't. I don't know where it's coming from. I, I would say this, I went to Carolina, Ron was there. Um, I didn't fire anybody there. And three years later, we were in Palo, in Palo Alto, in the Santa Clara at the Super Bowl. What if it's because they don't believe running the ball, stopping the run, and rushing? Well, that's part of the conversation. That's part of the conversation, Jordan. You know, that's just part of the conversation, we'll see. Dave, in April, um, in an interview with Steve Politti, he asked if there was a culture problem, and you said not anymore with a smile, according to what Politti wrote. You now have a season where you have four wins, more than half of your losses are by two scores at least, 
and you did have some locker room issues this season, but it's clear you think the culture is somehow better. Why? Well, I think that, you know, one of the, part of the problem, Kim, is, you know, we, when you lose year after year after year, it's, it's, you gotta get that winning feeling back, okay? In terms of culture problems downstairs this year, I know this, I saw a team that came out, practiced hard every day, and played, and played hard on Sundays. So uh, I'm not sure where that comes from. Um, it's the first time it's ever been mentioned to me, Kim. And, I, and you know, I'm through that locker room all the time, you know, on a, on a daily basis. You know, with Norris Jenkins, you had an issue in the locker room this year and with some other players uh, in terms of- Well, what Janoris, what Janoris said, he said, you know, he came out and he said what he said. And, you know, it's, it's, he's, you know, he's it. He was it. So. Dave, 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 you, uh, you spoke Dave, about. Dave, do you Dave, feel Dave. like, Dave, do you feel like you've been put on notice a little bit, a little bit from John Mary yesterday? He said you need a better, better batting average and free agents and all that. Do you oh, feel absolutely. you put on notice this year going into 2020? Oh, absolutely. I'm sorry? For your jaws, for your jaws. Well, you, you know, we're, we're, we're all on notice. We truly are. It's different from a first-year GM to a third-year GM. Absolutely. So you, absolutely. You've had that absolutely. Pressure. I feel that pressure every day, whether I'm in my first year or 15th year. You have a, a lot of money in cap. Right. I, are you planning on being very aggressive? Well, first of all, whatever amount of money we end up having, you've got to take $20 million and put it to the side and put it in a passbook savings account because you want to be in a position in season to – to do extensions, if an attractive player is there, you want to have the cap space to, to make a decision and instead of saying, well, we can't afford this guy, we can't afford that guy. So you take $20 million aside. You build the team through the draft. Free agency is, the, is really, the, to a certain degree, and I've said it before, free agency is to set yourself up so that in the draft, excuse me, you address issues with free agency, so you can set yourself up in the draft so you take the best player available. You mentioned some of the changes. Let me, let me go here with Pat. The other Pat. I have a few. Um, <laughs> one, uh, you said Leonard Williams improved your run game. The Eagles controlled the ball on the ground both times you played them here, 239 yards, four touchdowns with a guy named Boston Scott at running back. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I'm curious why you think he improved the run game. Two. Why don't you talk and take accountability more? It seemed like Pat Shermer was out in front, kind of taking all the bullets, and then of course gets fired and you do not. And third, why should players, free agents, trust you when you say you didn't sign a guy to trade him, and then you trade him? Why should people uh, trust what you say? Well, <clears throat> the first question is, one of the questions, you hit me with three, Pat. You got your money's worth. <laughs> All right, so the, what's the no problem, kid? The, the, the bottom line is, Pat, okay, with the why, why should people trust me? Why shouldn't they? All right, we signed, we, we made the deal with Odell at the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the year, I told him, come in, we'll get it done, and we did. It's as simple as that. Then from that point on, you make decisions. What was the next question? Uh, one was oh, the, the run defense? It, 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 it takes more than one guy. That's my response to that. You've got, you've got a number of people playing defense. 
It takes it, it, the football is the ultimate team game. You can't pin an offense's an offense's offense's performance or a defense's performance on one player. Okay. What was the third question? Um, why don't you talk publicly more and take accountability when things are going wrong? Well, here's what I would say to you, Pat. Okay, and and we looked at it. All right, and we probably need to address it, and it may change next year. But there are very few GMs that talk in season. Most GMs, and I, I did this in Carolina. I did not talk. Once the season starts, to me, it's about the players and coaches. It really is. And even in the Super Bowl season, I, I was behind the scenes. The only time I talked uh, in the Super Bowl season, once the season started, was the first or second week of the playoffs when Ron was getting inundated by requests. So I just, you know, I stepped in for 20 minutes one day before practice. But that's it. I really and truly believe, and if you go around the league, and I, you know, I was feeling guilty about it. You know, I felt guilty that Pat was up there taking the bullets. So I turned around and had Pat Hanlon, you know, go around the league and see what people are doing. And m most GMs, the, if, the, if a GM talked in season this year, it was because of a big deal. That was it. What's that? Right. Well, so we didn't talk at that time. So. Are you worried about certain things turning off coaching candidates? And you mentioned being difficult to work with. I think more what he was getting at was you've been put on notice. You're clearly on the hot seat entering 2020. There's uncertainty that this coach may not be working for the GM who hires him in 2021. Does that concern you in terms of uh, potentially turning off prominent head coaching candidates? I think that I think that the power of this franchise, this is an iconic franchise, the power of this franchise will and and the stability of this ownership will allay the fears of any coach that ha goes thinks about that. Dave, you, uh, said, you said earlier, obviously uh, talking about the letter deal, you felt as though the draft assets that you were giving up were worth the player coming here. And then in a later question, you talk about how to build the team and the team needs to be built through the draft. Right. So how do you explain the-, the Right, the contradiction? Yeah. It, From I, your it, view. It does, yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah, I, yeah. And I, I don't think it's just me. I mean, there oh, is right. a perception no, that you're contradicting the idea of giving away assets versus protecting assets so you can build the team the way right. you say right. it needs to be built. Lennon's 25 years old, he's young. He's, he's, he's about to enter his prime. And I, were, I felt that what he gave us, what he, the potential he, he gives us, was worth those two assets. What do you say to the Giants fan who sees nine wins the last two seasons for this season? And you're generally kind of telling us today everything's okay. I, I, I'm telling you everything's okay? Is that, what you're, is that the vibe you're getting? It's getting better, Kim, and this is frustrating for all of us. I'm not, I'm not happy about this. Ownership's not happy, we're all frustrated, all right? But unfortunately, it takes time. Pat? Um, obviously, I, I don't know if you've had a chance to think about this, but for you personally, you mentioned some of the changes that you've made behind the scenes, but for you personally, how do you anticipate you're going to do things and be different and better 
because I'm sure you want to be better moving forward. So what kind of changes and how do you anticipate you're going to be better next year? As a, me personally? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, I know this may sound crazy, but I, I met recently with a big analytics guy. I'm, I'm, I'm going to learn, I'm going to learn from my mistakes. I never stop asking myself the question, what could we have done differently? What could we have done better? That question never stops getting asked. I always ask that question. We evaluate, we reevaluate, we go backwards and forwards over it. And that's what I've got to do. I've got to talk to other GMs, and inside and outside the industry, and continue to grow. John mentioned yesterday Ralph. If I recall from your first press conference, one of the, your big themes was hog mollies, the offensive line, right. your top priority. Right. Um, it wasn't good the first year, was, had, I guess had some moments this year. Where do you stand in that rebuilding? What pieces do you have? How much more work do you have to do? Well, you know, it, it, that, that part of it's been frustrating. You know, George Young, may rest in peace, used to call that the dance of the elephants. And those five, whoops, those five guys have to work together, and it's 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 it as a unit. And if they don't, it it looks it's messy. All right, we we feel like unfortunately, Pio got hurt again. He tore his Achilles, as you guys know. So now he's not going to be ready until camp, most likely. But you know, we feel like we've got some good pieces there, and they've just got to continue to work together and improve. We're always going to look to add. You're always, I'm not, you know, we're not afraid to draft over anybody, so we'll we'll continue to work that, Ralph. One thing John Dave, Dave, this is a league that you can turn things around pretty quickly, but in the last three years, the record says what the record says. Right. So why will this year be different in your mind in terms of wins? Well, I just told you, Bruce. These young kids are getting better. They, they, they truly. Well, that's what this next off, you know, this next roster building season's about. It really is. It really is. And and, and I would I would say this to you, when you talk about teams that get turned around quickly, take a look at what they started with first. Okay, just take a look. Paul, you just mentioned before that you felt guilty watching Pat go up there every day. It was hot. Okay. Um, well, you could have, like you said, it, when you felt guilty about that, and then you said we should have a study to see what the other GMs do. Yeah. Why we did we looked at it. What's yeah, that? But why did that matter to you? Because, well, bec you just because say, my gut tells me he's, I'm feeling guilty. I'll, I'll t I'll we t I talked <coughs> about it with Pat, and we decided to stay the course. Dave, 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 John mentioned Dave, yesterday the job in, in the biggest media market in right. the country. Right. You realize that coming in, that there right. were probably certain obligations. Are, are you concerned at all that your lack of availability to the media at large over five months uh, projected a vibe of weakness to the fan base? And if not, why not? Yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about that very much, you know, Ian, and that's why we're going to address it. That John mentioned yesterday was that he would be willing to listen to a coach, a coaching <coughs> candidate, if he could be convinced that that coach would say, "I want more personnel," say, than a t head coach typically has here. That he'd be open to that. How do you feel about that? Okay, number one, whatever's in the best interest of the New York Football Giants, I will do. Whatever's in the best interest of the club. Number two, what I would say is, <clears throat> there were no major decisions made. Without everybody's without everybody's opinion. Okay, I am. You know, for, for some reason there is a. Uh, we, we're collaborative here. We are collaborative. Dave, what kind of a head coach do you need 
does this team, this franchise need at this point? We need, we, we need a head coach with, that can bring together a staff that's enthusiastic. We need a head coach with leadership. We need a head coach with a great, you know, with, with intelligence. And, we, you know, one that can connect with these players. And that's what we need. Do you understand, do you understand why a lot of paying customers are skeptical that you can get this job done? Do I understand why? Sure. Dave, with Daniel, you sound very optimistic about Daniel. There obviously were a lot of reasons to be optimistic. But the turnovers, obviously fumbles, 11, I think, 12 interceptions. Why do you think that's correctable? Well, you know, it's legit. What you're saying is legit, obviously. In later games, he did a better job. He had, that, he had a bad run. And in later games, as you watch the pressure around him and whatever, you'd see him feel it better and have two hands on the ball. And it, it, he cut him down the last handful of games. He knows it. He's going to work on it. He's, he's that kind of a kid. If the personnel decisions are collaborative, how come you get credit for d drafting Daniel and for what he looks like, but Pat does not? I have no idea what you're talking about, Pat, very frankly. No idea. Dave, John? Dave, just a couple of housekeeping questions. Sure. You talked to the, the previous staff. Did you ask anybody to come back or? Here's what we did, Tom. Okay, when I spoke to the staff yesterday, there's a number of housekeeping things. Number one, we told them they're under contract and they are welcome to use the facilities. Number two, we will certainly recommend and suggest that the new head coach speak with them. Number three, we will send them all to the Senior Bowl because that is the job fair, for lack of a better term, in the NFL. Uh, we have a couple of our young coaches that are probably going to coach in the East-West game that we're going to send. And yes, um, they had, uh, I'm trying to think of, I think that's it. So that's what we told them. They're free, and, oh yeah, that's right, the other thing. They're free to pursue other opportunities. They're under contract, obviously, Tom. So if, 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 if it's an offensive line coach and he's going for an offensive line job, theoretically, we can block it. We will not do that. I haven't spoken to him yet. He, he, took, some, he took some time, and he's going to, I'm assuming he's going to get back to me. Dave, how would you grade yourself this over the This is the last one, Matt. Thank you. How would, thanks, Pat. How would you grade yourself over the last two years? Over the last two years? Not good enough. Really. It hasn't been good enough. It'll get better. 